Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jolly Paul. Welcome to our episode 138. On this episode, we have been to the cinema to watch The Nun 2. And our movie from the vault is Life Force. How's it going? Very well, very well. How are you, Butch? Well, I'll give you a fucking Life Force. Jesus. Congratulations, there he is, Mr. Butcher. Now has a Mrs. Butcher. And she's real and everything. <laughs> what was that, what was that shit? What's that shit movie we we're going to watch? Butcher Baker something. Baker. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's all good. You know, tied the knot. All went well. No horrors. A little bird told me the main event was the uh, best men speech. <laughs> yeah, it was um, pretty damn good. Thank you very much, Mr. Cartner, for... Uh, taking care of uh, business that was um, awesome with, You're my welcome. Mate, with werewolf dan as well so yeah that was a right little treat i had everyone laughing i've seen some photos today and as the audience are in hysterics <laughs> uh, i might have uh, piss pronounced my words as well that's what that's funny because on your speech i did put about you know piss pronouncing my words as a bit of fun and i actually did i had to redo it didn't i <laughs> It couldn't have happened at a better time. People, persons, <laughs> people, persons, same fucking thing. <laughs> Remember that now for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you won't let me forget it. Anyway, enough of this bollocks. Let's talk horror. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while since we sat down. Um, I've got a fair few to cut. Co- well, not a fair few. I've got a few to talk about. I think Jordy Paul's going to be here all week. But um, yeah, let's start with uh, a little movie that I watched called um, Julie X on Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's an old one, isn't it? 2011, yeah. um, starring Hercules. Hey, eh? Hercules is a sort of like serial killer. Remember Kevin Hercules? Sobel. Yeah, Kevin Sobel. The TV <laughs> Hercules, yeah. Ooh, yeah, TV Hercules. Not um, so I'm very impressed. You know that that's that's very impressive. But this movie is quite it was very good. It was like very fright fest, very low budget, very um. But whatever they did with it, it worked. It it was just sort of like had a bit of a comedy twist, but quite dark. I mean, it's t- basically like him as a serial killer. Um, but it gets the tables get turned on him by these two sisters. And it's just a lot of, like, kicking fuck out of each other, basically. It's quite interesting um, little watch, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I'd recommend this one if you've got time. It wasn't too long, um, but it was very, very fun. Um, I watched Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. So, what have we got to discuss? Have have you boys actually watched it yet? No. Yeah, that's on my long list of films. All right, starring Kaya um, Scalario from um, Skins. I don't know. Um, and obviously she was in... Is that completely wrong? Right? What did I say? Kaya Scalario. There we go. It's closer. Um, <laughs> I don't know. She was in that... Was she in the Alligator? The latest, whatever, the Swamp Alligator movie that was out a couple of years ago. I can't remember what it's called. Crawl. Uh, Crawl. Thank you. Um, but I don't know. It was um, dark, dingy, very dark. It wasn't a proper Resident Evil movie, but it was very sort of like I don't know, game, it was gamey. So they made it to look like 
the Resident Evil games. It was an 18 for some reason. Not really sure. I, I mean, I'm not really sure why. Um, but I don't know. It was. It was. It's, it's part of that. Part of that world worth going having a watch. And it's not great, but not bad. I did watch an awesome one on Netflix. Just popped out called The Ruins. Again, an older one, 2008. Um, that stars like everyone um, in it. Like a couple of like. Um, was it the guy who played? I can't remember his name, but the guy who played Iceman in um, X Men, Bobby something or other. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's for like two couples on holiday, and they end up going to this sort of Mayan um, temple, and they're not allowed to leave. The locals won't let them leave, and just like it's, I, I would sort of describe this as what the happening should have been. Um, you know, nature is cruel. <laughs> This one was good. Had some really good injury detail. Sort of moments that remind me of Bonehawk, Bonehawk Tomahawk in a way. It's really um, weird that one because it's like it suddenly appeared on Netflix. Mm. It wasn't a big film when it came out, but it suddenly got traction for some reason. Because it was actually on my front page. <laughs> yeah, I, those two both were. And like the better of the two was um, by far was The Ruins, 100%. Um it's uh, Sean Ashmore I was talking about earlier. So, and Jonathan Tucker who was in um, Sleepers. So it was it was really good, really good, really worth a watch. Um, and the last one, <laughs> Zipper Face. <laughs> what a fucking title! I mean, if you go on Amazon Prime, you'll understand why I probably press play. Um, sleazy early nineties, nineteen ninety two. It's I feel that Amazon Prime have got hold of uh, the VHS copy and just stuck it onto Amazon Prime. It's really shaky, really like weird, but it's just like early 90s sleaze. Um, a guy in a S&M mask, basically, as a serial killer and a female sort of detective. It's got cheesy writing over the top, like weird sex scenes. It's that sort of that sort of movie, but really kind of sleazy at the same time because of the S&M edge. So, yeah, if you can stand watching the sort of almost like um, VHS, uh, the last VHS movie when it's all a bit staticky, it's a bit like that. And I don't know if that was on purpose or they just got, I haven't got, or they just got hold of that copy and stuck it on. No idea. But there we go. That's my sort of run. Mr. Paul Stevens, go on. What you got? Well, I went on an absolute film fest the past couple of weeks. And I just found myself just <laughs> watching tons and just consuming loads. Um, so I watched, uh, I'll start off with Resident Evil Raccoon City. Uh, bag of shite, Paul. Bag of shite is the best way I can fucking describe it. I just thought it was terrible. Anyway, so moving on, <laughs> enough about that. Um, I, w- I rewatched The Ritual, um, which I actually really like. Have you seen that yet, Paul? Yeah, yeah, I watched um, I watched that. That's, um, what's his face? Ralph Spall. Ralph Spall. Yeah. Uh, the, honestly, the, the the bit at the end with the the sort of beast and all that sort of stuff, I thought the, some of the visuals and that is fa- fucking awesome. Yeah, I really yeah. like that one. I love the start with the whole setting it up with the make and kill. I just thought it was great. So, yeah, really good. Definitely, if you haven't seen that, it's really worth a watch because I think it'll surprise you. Uh, I watched the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to make of it, lads. It's doing the rounds at the moment. I'm seeing a bit of stuff. It's doing the rounds. I, I, I found myself enjoying it, and then it. I think just the way it ends is just so 
sudden. <laughs> I don't know. I was just was a bit like, well, oh, all right then. then very bleak and very interesting. Yeah, it's brutal that. though. I mean, it's fucking, yeah, it's fucking brutal. brutal. But yeah, I just thought the end was a bit like, oh, oh, all right then. Great. <laughs> quite, quite, a, quite a challenging movie to get through, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- tough, tough watch. Um, it's one of those like dirty little secret films. Hundred percent. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It was, o- it was okay. But I don't know how I felt about it really. Um, I watched. <laughs> this is on the TV, and I just couldn't resist. Itsy Bitsy. Oh, the spider one. Yeah. Good. It's awful. It's <laughs> awful. And it. It's. Do you know what? Right. Like. It's not awful in like a way that one you need to go and watch it for. <laughs> it's awful, and it really, really is awful. It's no arachnophobia. It's got this weird, like, supernatural element to it. It's not just about spiders. It's about, like, demons and stuff. And Paul's like, I'm definitely going to watch it now. But it's just really slow, and there's just not enough spider in it. When you see the spider, it's actually all right. But there's just not enough in it. So um, bits of it are creepy, but it was very low budget, and you could tell. Acting is atrocious in it as well. So, Um, I watched uh, One Hour Photo with Robin Williams. Never seen that in a while. I know psychological horror but um yeah i've never seen it so it's, oh, it's a good definitely one worth a watch it's like one of them you know when ron williams went through like a period of just like doing like crazy sort of against type uh films and this is definitely one of them it's really really creepy really tense and his performance and it's just stunning so definitely worth a watch um shudder i was on shudder i watched uh bad things on shudder it's quite apt. This film's called Bad Things because it is actually a bad thing. <laughs> it's like a lesbian version of The Shining. What the fuck? Is that? Really, really, really bad. It's like well, the main yeah, all the central characters are lesbians, and they go to stay in like a one of them's got been basically inherited a hotel, and um. It's about their breakdown in their relationship in the hotel. It's just shit. It's really, really bad. So yeah, um, save you the watch on that one. <laughs> uh, okay, I watched another one called Bed Rest on Amazon Prime, I think. Were you, were you just? Did you just go into it and put shite horror movies? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that was just new stuff again. Just about um, a pregnant lass who um, is assigned a bed rest and she thinks there's supernatural stuff going on in the house. Again, just really, it was almost like I was watching the Hallmark ch- Hallmark Channel, you know, them daft like romantic Christmas movies. I would, I would, have, turned off. I would have turned off. Yeah, nah, just. Wouldn't waste just, my time. Just <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Um, really quickly, guys, it's, it's, it's quite a long list. I watched it, I rewatched Upgrade, it was on the other night. Again, loved it the second, the second time I've seen it. Amazing. Um, and I watched, um, like, oh, this was on film four, right? Never heard of it before. A Scottish film called Let Us Pray. It's set in a police station, a local police station. And basically, um, Liam Cunningham from Game of Thrones, um, he rocks up and, um, just out of nowhere and like he won't say anything they sort of arrest him and they won't say anything but like when he touches people it sort of delves into their like past and like, dark seen, days and stuff. yeah i've seen this a, w- a while back yeah i actually really enjoyed it it's not the yeah, best f- film in the world but actually it gets quite really, low budget yeah low budget but it gets really crazy really quickly mm. um a lot of blood a lot of gore in it so yeah um definitely worth a watch um 
Then there was a film called uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Yeah, I've seen that. Found footage. Um, it's the one where the that's I've seen the big fucking horrible scene where she like tries to gulp down a girl in one. I was just I was like fuck, I'm not watching that. <laughs> it, it starts. It's really it's a really weird film because it starts off as like a medical documentary. And it's obviously, it's basically chronicling this old woman's journey in Alzheimer's and how the family, can, but then it quickly takes some crazy turns. And the 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 woman who plays Deborah Logan is amazing in it, but it's proper fucking, yeah. It's really, really creepy. And obviously found footage, there's quite a few jump scares in there as well, so definitely worth a watch. Um, then finally, lads, finally, I watched Spring. Oh, oh nice. Um, and I... Obviously, I've heard you guys talk about it, but I sort of, do you know, when you sort of hear people and you want to see a film, so you sort of zone out of the details and you leave enough time to forget about it. Oh my God. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, same when uh, Matt went on it for for ages. I see Benson and Moorhead, and like, I, I was just, I'm not really sure about watching it. And you just like get lost in it. It's fucking beautiful. And it's yeah, just it's... also quite very dark and stuff as well. Yeah, it's quite. I was thinking, I was like, "Where's the horror?" And then all of a sudden, you just like, "Jesus, <laughs> what the hell?" It's very, uh, very slippery and tentacly. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thought was great. Thought was really, really good. Oh, good. Um, and then uh, last but not least, I watched the Nun. <laughs> yeah, the prequel. Did you, it's the first time you've seen it? Yeah. It's the first time I saw it. I rented it, so I paid for it. And oh, did I fucking pay for it? I think I'll talk about it more when we do the nun too. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll leave you in suspense for that one. So, but yeah, shit, so I've been watching up. a shitload of films, and I watch like I, I watch more than that as well. I watch some documentaries, like horror, real life horror about Lance Armstrong and uh, sport doping and stuff. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh my god, Jesus, what an asshole. Anyway, that's not horror. So yeah, but a lot I watched. So mad. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I, uh, I didn't know you were finished. <laughs> no, I'm, I haven't like seen a great deal, um, but I have watched one that you two have recommended, which was called Manfish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. It's like, it's so weird. It's, it's just good. Um, the funniest thing is that it's all shot on Canvey Island in Essex where Kate lived most of her life, which so uh, I haven't even sh- told her about it yet. So I'm going to show her it and see if she knows any of the landmarks. <laughs> well, but Matt, what well. a crazy ass film. It's actually really funny. Like really laugh. I really laughed at it. Like some of the one liners and stuff. It's, it's almost like, I don't know. It's weird, but it's almost like kind of spaced kind of feel to it. Like in a way, that it's like it's low budget they've used a lot of like you know and you know you don't know any of the actors obviously and stuff but it's also really like i don't know it seems like it's really down to earth as well like very real but then fake as well it's just but the way it was done and the dialogue is well clever i really loved it i enjoyed it It it's really really good uh and the only other thing i watched um, is a film from 2017 called Pie Wacket. Um, basically, it's like it's all this kind of dark magic folklore thing about a demon called Pie Wacket that um, apparently you can summon them. 
and it bases around this this um girl uh that is into kind of witchcraft and reading about books and stuff and um it's got um one of the girls from walking dead in it um from the first season i can't remember her name now um but um she is pissed off with her mum so she decides to do a ritual um to summon pie the demon to basically kill her mum and she does this ritual in the woods and it starts off really good and it's kind of cool when you know even him are on the soundtrack and i thought oh that's pretty cool and then uh then it just it, it kind of just falls a bit because it, i think it's it's mega low budget however it just falls at the end for me because there's a lot of like it takes a it's a slow burn to get to the good stuff um and it's got a quite a good little twisty ending but it, it was okay it wasn't amazing um apart from that i've uh, not horror but i started watching the live action one piece tv show that's really good on netflix live action is that like the anime thing yeah okay and that's good is it yeah it's really good i really enjoyed it very long episodes though very long they're like an hour and 20 minutes long but it's not really horror so it's very gory okay it's very gory but yeah yeah it's all good it's all good all right cool wicked that's loads of shit good lads more of that for the next episode all right let's get on to some newsy newsy news news uh, I, i'll go first on this one if you wouldn't mind i would i would uh like to talk about a couple of bits um it looks like the basically george a romero's twilight of the dead is going to get made uh by the machinist filmmaker brad anderson is to direct i feel like you talked about this before at some stage i think it was briefly talked about that they were unearthing it yeah, it must yeah. Have been a while back like machi- and it's machi- the machinist director yeah well mm. the, if it's anything like the machinist then it'd be fucking awesome yeah yeah hopefully. so we let's break them down night of the living dead dawn of the dead day of the dead then land of the dead so twilight of the dead because obviously we had mm. a, a couple of in between survival of the dead and diary of the dead what is this following on from do you know we know anything about the story sounds a bit no. like dead of the dead <laughs> <laughs> nope twilight of the dead okay cool mm. you know of the anything in that arena i'm fucking if, I'm, i don't I'm, know if it says twilight of the dead do you think they're going back to the even further back like the start of it by saying twilight no, I mean, it might be the end of the dead. <laughs> the end yeah, of the dead. The end Twilight the... suggests dark, right? It suggests the end of the night. Yeah. Mm. So maybe oh, it's like course, the yeah, human yeah. race hitting about the planet, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Should we go around? Anybody else got any news? Yeah. Go on. I mean... go, on I, go on. I got a little. I got one bit of news, Paul. I've got news here, just in case I spoil it, because I've got a couple of bits. So. It's just, um, I saw, again, Brightburn 2 sort of in... Uh, possibly coming into production um so coming back obviously after the bright but the first movie i thought was unique and fantastic um in sort of james gunn was produ- uh, producing it but we could see um that being picked up and moving along i quite like to see what happens next to be honest i thought that the end was opened it up for something interesting so i'd like to see that again i just hope they don't edit the shit out of the film like the first one was and then don't show all the best bits in the trailer. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, always. Because that, that film was the trailer, essentially. So, um, 
I my bit. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, Hammer Films. So Hammer Films got bought out a couple of years ago, and it was supposed to be making like a resurgence. But then the guy who bought it out died uh, quite suddenly, and the sort of the rights have been sort of all around in the air. Well, Hammer Film Studios and all of their property has been bought by uh, an award-winning producer, John Gore. And he's came out and announced when all this got announced, he said there will be a a, a new slate of films announced shortly. Uh, the first one that's coming out by them, um, it should be out soon, I think, is uh, Doctor Jekyll, starring Eddie Izzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, yeah, right. and that looks it looks weird. It looks a bit sort of creepy and a bit weird. But there's so there's going to be so literally after that sort of hiccup with the Hammer thing, they're going to start producing films again. So um, a lot of content should be coming from Hammer, which. Could be cool. Awesome. Excellent stuff. Um, I've got another bit of, I don't know if you've seen, I put the trailer on our TikTok, but there's a TV show coming to Apple called Monarch Legacy of Monsters with the one and only Kurt Russell. Yeah. I loved the trailer that you put out. I thought it looked very cool. Very, very cool. And his son's in it, White Russell. Yeah. Early Kurt Russell. Yeah, uh, yeah, playing early Kurt Russell, obviously. But I thought that was genius for a start. And uh, the trailer looks awesome. Just shitloads of fucking monsters, like kaiju and shit. Ex- ex- yeah, bring it on. Kurt Russell, what the hell? I'm fucking well up for that. There's there's another monster one as well, isn't there? Um, the Japanese uh, uh, coming out with um, another Godzilla movie, Godzilla Minus One, which is sort of looks like it's around set around the end of the Second World War. So. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. It's like they, they, it seems like they're just churning out Godzilla movies every week at the moment. <laughs> I don't, I just don't, yeah, I don't know if it's um, just you know one of those where it might get a bit boring, but I don't know, maybe not. More Godzilla. Hmm. Jordan Paul, what else you got? Uh, it's the it's another great trailer that just came out of nowhere. I, I, I know Paul shared it with us the other day, uh, but I saw it last week on Disney Plus as a a film called No One Will Save You, um, and it's an alien invasion thriller, and it stars the girl in it. I'm sorry, I don't know her name, but she's in a, a TV show called Dope Sick yeah. on Disney+, Plus. which if you haven't seen, please watch it because it's fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, she's in it, and it looks fucking amazing. It looks so... It looks like... Do you know what? It looks like what Signs could have really been. <laughs> well, um, I, know, I like I know. Signs. I moaned about about it for ages, didn't I, with Matt? And Matt was like through a couple of like alien invasion movies at me, and I watched them for a bit, and I was moaning. I was like, "Oh fucking hell, I need one." And this one looks potential. Uh, it's potential to be like stalking Bart from an alien alien invasion. You know, something's big's going on outside, but keeping it quite intimate in sort of the house. I think that's a really good idea. Really yeah. good idea. Almost Cloverfield esque in sort of the like ten Cloverfield Lane. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of shit going on outside, but look what's happening just in this place. I quite like that. Yeah, it's really good. So looking forward to that. I saw the Pet Cemetery Bloodlines tra- trailer. Have you guys watched that? Yeah, this looks quite good. Looks, good. looks all right. Looks good. I, haven't, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but what, go on, what's it about? Well, it, obviously it looks like um, David Duchovny's in it. I think what it stems around is that he buries his son. Um, and his son's a bit of a wrong when he comes back, but he's like trying to protect him and some other shit's going on as well but um what i loved about the trailer is a little nod at the end of the trailer this big fucking red truck goes by and it goes watch out for those trucks 
<laughs> but less, less it, it looks like wise. I haven't seen the the latest petsometry. Um but it looks like it sort of marries the the old one and the new one up a, a bit. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching the the um the new one. It's, it's it was it was good. It was all right. Yeah, around yeah, with <laughs> I got one last little bit of news. Um, one of the listeners, Simon Alway, has done something unbelievable for us, and it's brilliant. So what he's done is gone on Letterboxd and he has cultivated a list of every single movie from the vault we've done, and he's put it in chronological order and did a whole list. So if people want to go and check out what we've done so far, um, he's put it all on Letterboxd, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Epic, yeah, thanks, man. epic job. Saves me it. I, I don't think I'd have ever thought about doing that. So <laughs> you're too fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I was flicking for it. I'm flicking for it now, and it's just like it looks so cool, especially when you put it in like poster format in order. Yeah, All those that. great movies. And thank you so much for doing that, mate. It's so appreciated. Shall we get on to our main review? Something wrong with the school. Something doesn't feel right. Sophie, what happened? I think there's something here. That's not meant to be. What did you see? I saw none. Okay, this episode's main review is from Michael Chavez, uh, The Nun 2, 1956 France. A priest is murdered. Evil is spreading. This is the sequel to the worldwide smash hit following Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with the demon nun Valak. Wow. What a fucking roller coaster. Um, it's already done 93 million. It's fucking going to smash it. Um, let's go with Mr. Paul Stevens, who's not watched the nun or might have watched it in the last couple of weeks. Who knows? What did you think of the nun too? Um, right. So let's just start in the Conjuring universe, shall we? Now, as you guys well know, <laughs> I fucking hate Annabelle, <laughs> right? I thought it was shit. I've only seen the Conjuring 1 and 3, and I really liked the first one. I didn't like the third one. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I watched The Nun a couple of days ago just to get me prepared, um, and I thought that was really, really bad, like really bad. Um, and... The Nun 2, what can I say? I enjoyed it more than the first one, if that is a compliment to it, uh, slightly. Um, but I just thought it was another, it was just unnecessary. There was no new ideas. It just, I don't know. It, I was just like watching something for the sake of watching it. And it was just being made to make some money because it'll just make some money because obviously you've got this iconic image, this iconic demon image. And you just, you just sort of 
piggybacking off the back of that, thinking this is a scary character, so how can we use it? You know, how many times do you want to go, quiet, 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 boom, quiet, 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 boom, before it just stops being scary? It is quite easy to circumnavigate that. I, I think I talked about Paranormal Activity 2 a couple of weeks ago, about how you, you think you, get, you settle into a routine, you think, oh, here we go, and then it just goes bang, and you're like, oh, shit, all better off then. But it just it just was like going from one set piece to another without with this barely stringed plot tying it together. Um, yeah, no, it was, it wasn't great guys. Anyway, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought it was, um, I thought this one was worse than the first nun movie. Um, I was bored. Um, there's a couple of good things in there. It, the thing is, it's like the first one did bank obviously. So that spawned the second because they know it's going to make more money. So the second has made a lot of money. Like, I don't know. It's just like the guy that's directed it. Now, this this to me is kind of like weird in itself. He's he's directed a couple, a couple, a couple of other Conjuring Universe movies. Couple. He But he's done more than James Wan's done. And this is hit James Wan's Conjuring Universe. What I don't understand with this Conjuring Universe thing, I really uh, let's just put it back. I I really enjoyed the Conjuring the second one where we find out about Valak. I literally that film scares the crap out of me. It freaks me out. I think that's a magnificent film. Um, I think I struggle with the type of era that the Nun is set in, and the Nun two. The era for me is is not the kind of thing I'm really into. Um, so I think they're limited with that. But what I don't understand is they've got the same director who's done a load of other country movies. What I would love to see is them to give it to a different director to put a whole different spin on it. Because there's only so much of creepy, creepy, scare, creepy, creepy, scare, walking around the corridor, really dark and scary, scare. But it just had no other substance. The storyline, it lacked storyline. There was some good special effects. Um, the music was cool. But other than that, I, I was really, really disengaged with this. And I went in with lowest, low standards. Go on, Butch. You loved it, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to um, like shit on it high from above like you two. But like at the end of the day, like um, it was big. Uh, like the first one uh, done by, Cor- uh, what's his name, Corin... Hardy. Corin, Hardy. Corin Hardy was just like big and gothic and looked really nice. Um, and it's almost like this is the Hollywood horror as far as I can sort of tell. And that's not like a big, this is like, okay, this is the big one of the year. Um, and it's going to, you know, thing maybe movies around it might, might pivot around it. Um, it's, it looked really nice. I mean, she looked really good. Bonnie Wright again as fucking uh, the as Valak was very very cool, but it all just like felt very unnecessary. I mean, there, there's a there's a link, and we watched the Annabelle like Annabelle creation. We did the Annabelle story, the Annabelle creation, and the third Annabelle movie. So we have Annabelle starting like four. Um, Valak is now starting at like three. And it's sort of like battle of suddenly like Valak seems like the big bitch, you know, suddenly like it starts and she's 
that that demon can go into churches and burn fucking priests right in front of us it just felt big it felt like they were spending money um everything like looked really good it was shot really good the sets were really interesting um where it was actually done um i didn't mind the period was sort of a little bit irrelevant i think to me it didn't really feel like care that it was 1956 france um yeah, I mean, I didn't really... I wanted to see the next one, maybe. I want to see, like, when we watched Kundrian and it was like, okay, this uh, Romanian, was it Farmer, the, the exorcist, the, like, the Warrens that really fucked Lorraine, uh, Lorraine Warren up, like, almost set, like put to, to, showed, showed her husband's death and all that sort of stuff. It's sort of pushing towards that, and there, and, uh, there will be that story. Because it's gonna make fucking shit money, so we're gonna see it again um, for oh, sure. Christ, but like, Christ. yeah, because it would be there's good. There's an audience for this. I don't know. Like, there's definitely an audience for this. Um, oh, right. going, yeah. You saw the you saw the post credits thing, didn't you? Yeah, it ain't going anywhere, and um, we're still going to watch it. Um, whether we, you know, sit there and fall asleep or not, I don't know. But like, I don't know. I like the there was some good things. I like the opening shot. Just before the church, I said I was very exorcist. I kind of like the the mood of it and the way they presented it, but the story, me. <laughs> I just Again. It, turned, it was just daft, wasn't it? Yeah, all right. Like, so it's like okay, it's almost. I one point I thought this is a fucking Avengers movie. I mean, they're just okay. We got that Valak's tormenting people. There's some tormenting scenes. We're going to see a peel back from a wall. We're going to see a peel back from something else. One of the best scenes, potentially, maybe not even not, in the movie is in the fucking trailer. Um, I still don't... feel the trailer let let out so many good bits in this Too film, much. Jay. Didn't need and it. Like, the, the issue I had as well is, like, I spoke to you, Butch, about this on the way home, is that what I felt like is that they prem- they had the premise of the movie, they shot it, and they were like, tested it and they're like not enough scary bits so they went back and there's i think that they added bits in because it was just like there was some really pointless bits that just felt like they were shoehorned in like there was a bit with a girl doing deliveries that gets attacked um and then there was a bit where uh, the old one of the old teachers goes down to the bit that no one goes and gets and sees a, a ghost that's obviously from her past and then something happens to her she ends grisly but it just felt like they were shoehorned in and there's just no reason behind it, it was, they, they had nothing to do with the story it was just it didn't really move it on i mean i don't know if we want to talk about the story and what what it was really about i mean fundamentally it's about the valet trying to get the hold of some eyes saint lucy's eyes you know another fucking thing that something's got to find to become more powerful and i'll know it'll work in the even the negative or positive way i'm like why do we have to watch another movie where they're trying to find a what fucking uh, a thing i mean that's it just takes you out of scariness it 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 becomes more like a indiana jones romp like it becomes like a relic I, quest and you're like well I, even the first me. one did yeah, this the blood of jesus christ why are you doing that for just don't, you don't need to do it why can't you just have a film about demonic possession and use this really scary thing you've got to make it scary i did like this. there was there was one part that i chuckled at because um it was quite funny right at the start when uh the one of the priests gets burned 
and then you see the janitor walking off uh down the the street with a with a kind of um briefcase and then you see like an image like like looks like a ghost or like a some kind of thing and it looks like it swoops down and goes into the suitcase and it looks so stupid i was like what the hell it's almost like a scooby-doo com- like um cartoon or something but they didn't it's... need to reveal that like and you knew they didn't need to do that because you knew what was going on like obviously at the end of the nun it it shows you the guy possessed you know and he had yeah. the upside down cross on his neck but like you, they could have saved that for like later do you know what i mean so so what i like... gathered what i gathered he he was he is carrying he is the conduit for the nun so he's carrying around yeah and, then, and he ends and then, up at this school because that's yeah. where these eyes are yeah so he's kind of like traveling around just getting to places but on his way murdering fucking priests and shit um <laughs> and like and then he yeah and he gets to this school and then what, what I didn't really understand, and I, you may be able to tell me a bit more, but why suddenly we get a kind of few different kind of people to horror people come, demons appear. So Valak can, me, talk uh, to me about Valak can uh, go, the, the whole idea of it, I suppose, is like it, it takes you on your, like its worst fear. So that whole goat thing, which was fucking scary. That was mm. genuinely kind of like a good, scary moment with that, and it was practical effects, and it, it worked really well. The haunt, very, was, very, like, very Krampus. Yes, very cat and mousey, and it was, it was good. That was, you know, that was quite, quite an interesting move. But you got this thing like, um, Valak is genuinely very, very scary. Bonnie Wright is very good at doing it, but the the problem with it is the more you see it, the kind of it kind of defeats it. So then you're left with essentially a sort of like demon action movie more on the lines of constantine yeah. it yeah. sort of like dilutes the sort of like scares because you you've not, seen what's there and you've seen its sort of li- limitations almost do you not so, feel that they underuse her as a demon that they always use her as popping up like almost popping up and doing stuff but popping up popping up popping up and then always at the end she comes and she's beaten too easily yeah i mean <laughs> she got i don't understand it's like I mean, she's supposed to be this absolute force of nature when she actually turns up oh yeah there's some wine chucked at you you're dead see ya well, honestly guys <laughs> one of my things i was gonna say in this podcast is valak's a shit demon isn't it <laughs> let's be honest in the hall of yeah, fame but not of in demons. the conjuring too in the conjuring too she's badass yeah she's, which i haven't horrible. seen she's, so i've i've just got the nun, the the so too. much she's tormenting them and she's ruining their lives and from afar from afar as well like and and i like that sort of stamp that she was sort of taunting the way lorraine warren from far she and obviously it hasn't gone away so obviously the wine didn't work you know but the fact that oh it touched the eyes and now suddenly it got bigger what the fuck is this all about but i don't know and then it's like for me the most foreboding like entity before valak i mean i thought valak was great um but like the witch in the Cundrin, I still feel it was one of the most like powerful entities, you know, stick them all in a room and the witch would win out of all of them personally. That just felt the there was no end to it. You know, I don't uh, know. Annabelle, Annabelle for sure. Well, no, because the witch was sort of like holding, <laughs> hold, just holding, holding off. Just went for reactions. Right, OK, there you go. I don't know. It was just like um, 
it's sort of like shine away from like a this demon fest exorcist sort of like a thing to like a an action horror i guess in my in, in my opinion that's that's my summer summary <laughs> But yeah, like even it was just like you know, it, it felt a bit like a cross between like the Da Vinci Code at times, where you you know, oh, I've got a friend in the records in France, and you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> oh yeah, we, we'll unravel the whole mystery in five minutes, right? <laughs> and then let's go, and you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, could it not have been a bit brainier than that? Like for me, what would have been better was at the start instead of burning the priest, right? She goes and finds bloody Sister Irene and sets her on fire. And then the rest of the film, you're like, oh, right, now we're on. But it just, it just didn't. It was like, oh. And then when she does get set on fire, spoilers. That that's a miracle, as it says. Can I say about this? I just got to touch on this. I tell you, the hardest person in the fucking whole film was Sister Irene. She gets body slammed. She gets DDT'd. She gets suplexed. She gets dousted and put on fire. Uh, she gets strangled. She gets thrown across a room. She is invincible. She yeah. walks into a dust invincible. cloud and then comes out of the dust cloud non-dusty. That's mm. fucking amazing. I mm. tell you, though, right, it was all explained away because she's a descendant of a fucking saint. She's a superhero. <laughs> there you go. Going back to the and I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's yeah, I don't know if he's got this yet, but I bet anyone in the next one, it's revealed that she's a fucking... Lorraine Warren is a descendant from her. Oh yeah, that's without a doubt because it's, but it's just fucking sister, stupid. You know it's who stupid. her sister? You know who her sister is? Yeah, is Lorraine Warren? Well, and the the actress in real life, obviously. Is oh sister. yeah, well yeah. I mean that's yeah, but it's, so that, that I knew that from like when the, I saw the nun. I was like, ah, here we go. Do you know what I mean? They're just gonna they're just gonna make that a thing. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know unless like they have this plot strand where like. Sister Irene is raped by a demon and then out pops Lorraine. And this is why she's got this like fucking like gift. Do you know what I mean? Too dark. Uh, exactly. Too dark for this type of stuff. But I just, yeah. I don't know. The need to do, so like you said, Matt, introduce some proper left field director that you wouldn't even think would direct a horror they're film. Just, yeah. Those, just uh, the thing is, they're but, too dependent. They're too dependent on, get, they just want that money. They just, it's, they want to get asses on seats. And this is how they do it. It's just like this middle of the road kind of like, you know, like middle of the road horror. How can they not learn, right? If you get a mainstream character and you do something mental with them, right? Like crackers with them. It'll get more bums on seats because you'll get the people who like this type of stuff just go and see it anyway. But then the people who go, oh my God, I need to see this film because this apparently something crazy happens. Nah. I just feel like people are going to see it regardless because... I think it's one of those movies. I think that it worked. It's 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 definitely appealing to that younger generation of horror of horror fans. Which is it, fine. It's the date night film, isn't it? It's the date night where you go and say, "Yeah, oh, yeah. Have a bit of a laugh. It's a bit of a scare." But I, it's just I don't know. I, I, and I suppose that's why they keep getting made. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. But, massive, massive universe. They'll churn them out, mate. They'll churn them out. Yeah. Yep. 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 But you know, I'll still go and see the next one. <laughs> well, we'll have to do this bloody podcast, won't we? I'll let you just go and waste your time. I'll Bullshit! Just, uh, I'll make I'll make you go. I'll make you go. And but the thing is, guys, for you guys who were really fervent supporters of this whole like universe, right? And like really bought into the Conjuring and like what it does, like it's just diminishing returns every time. Where you think, fucking hell, how much more can we take? Because obviously, spoilers. Stay for the little post-credits uh, sting. The Warrens will be back. <laughs> 
So obviously they're There's also before, maybe, yeah? if we're talking Easter eggs as well, I just wanted to discuss one thing before we sort of tail off this uh, conversation. Um, there's a bit like where um, Valak's in a cor- long corridor with uh, wallpaper, which is completely out of tune. Now that was the Warren's house. Wasn't that, it? that scene is definitely in the Warren's house. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's cool. It's a nice little irrelevant kind of mm. Easter egg in it. She's now a time traveller. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> as well. Yeah, why not? Eh? All right, cool. All right. Yeah, there'll okay. be a uh, uh, a timeline multiverse. What is it soon? A conjuring multiverse soon. Oh, kill me! <laughs> On crossover. It's like hot. We, it's hot. We get a crossover soon, yeah, because we had that in the the ring universe and stuff like that. Um, the the two people from the Grudge versus um Ring Girl. So why not? Valak versus. Let's drop Valak's versus something. Phallic versus Annabelle. I don't know. Cool. Right. None too. Discussed. Any ratings? What are you prepared to drop a number on this one? Four breaths out of ten. I'm gonna go four breaths out of ten. Echo. I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste your fucking money, people. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about well, it. Well, that, well, that's I mean, if you do like. It, that's if us off the Conjuring like, uh, premiere in London. <laughs> if you do like jump invited. scares, then fair play. And like you said, there's some beautiful imagery in it. And like the the you know the the non Valak creation is scary, Paul, and it's it's look, it's worth Paul, to see on a big screen. Paul, 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 stop, stop, awful. Stop, stop it. I want to go to a premiere. <laughs> I'll go to a fucking pre-screener. Where they I'm can sure the next one will be fantastic. Yes. Boy, howdy! What is the next movie, Matt? Because I can't remember the goddamn name of it. The one you want to go and uh, want to go and make us go watch. Poirot. Oh, haunting in Venice. Haunting in Venice. We are going to watch a big fucking Agatha Christie who done it right. That's an Agatha Christie. I, I thought you said it's, Agatha yeah. Christie then. <laughs> <laughs> haunting in Venice. Trailer it looks, looks good. I'll, I'll be honest, the trailer looks alright. Yeah. I hope this isn't setting us up for a fall. Kenneth it's Branagh. supposed to be the most scared, like the most close to horror. Um, it looks Agatha it. Christie novel. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm so, game, man. I'm game. It's obviously let's piggyback on all the horror. Let's watch the next movie. Yeah, it's man. It's got a great cast, though. So yeah, yeah. Just that alone. They always do. I'm looking forward to it. Fuck it. That's that's our next one. Bring it on, Haunting of Venice. Right. Uh, we're gonna have a little something to scream about next. Right, so we're going to have a little chat about the fact that we went to Fright Fest for a couple of boo. hours. It's boo, <laughs> Me and Matt and Paul are all backers of um, How to Kill Monsters, um, the directoral, the new movie from Stuart Spark. You know, we loved um, uh, his, his other movie, well, the first movie we watched, which was... Um, Book of Monsters. Book of Monsters. Um, and so we went down to London because we thought, fuck it. We want to get a little bit of Fright Fest in us. Um, so we bought some tickets. Oh, oh, sir. Our friend Paul Thomas. And we got to sit through the, the, the premiere of this. 
which was an absolute event. I have to say, it was a it was an event. You know, like um, Vince Neil was there, all the cast were there dressed up. There's a lot of backers in the audience. There's a lot of like a lot. All the cast, I think, and crew were just scattered around the 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 um the screen as well. It was big. Obviously, last time we watched it in like what, what Prince Charles, the super screen, it was fucking huge, and it played and it played very well. I fucking enjoyed myself from start to finish. I love the gore. I love the special effects. I can't wait to get all the lovely goodies that we get. I think we heard that it would be December. Um, so yeah spanking uh lindsey crane was fantastic again um and it's a fucking beautiful world together movie with some awesome little twists and stuff like that and a, a lovely supporting cast what do you think matt um yeah it was it was brilliant it was totally sold out which was brilliant apparently it was the the biggest and fastest sellout they had at fright fest as far as i know it was nicholas vince that we met at the door and Stuart Spark. Not Vince Neil. It's Vince Neil. I would have been I would have been well happy if it's Vince Neil as well, like from the Motley Crew, mate. But Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> he was anyway, there. Yeah, it was good. It was good to see Stuart Spark. Um it was great to, to see him. He was well happy that we, we traveled down to see it. Um obviously we supported him and it was buzzing. It was buzzing atmosphere in there. It's one of the one of the best Fright Fest movies. Um, atmosphere-wise, I think uh, we've been to. Um, it was great. The only thing that would have been better is if Geordie Paul was with us, unfortunately. Oh, thanks, lads. Thanks, well, lads. you say that. We had Paul Thomas to sort of, like, another Paul <laughs> as substitute. It's quite yeah, funny. Yeah. Other great recommendations for movies from the vault, did he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 it's weird, because I was sat, we were sat, we had a quick pint beforehand, and uh, uh, we met up with one of my, one of our friends of Fright Fest, Andy, and uh we were having a little chit chat and he said to me do you only actually make friends with people called fucking paul <laughs> and i was like yeah funny that yeah. Like, Fuck off, Andy. <laughs> just easier yeah i don't know weird but yeah it was great it was fantastic can't wait to get the blu-ray and obviously we've got a little special thanks in the uh, uh, credits yeah i, I mean Stoked. yeah that that was really cool obviously with all the backers get um thank yous in the um credits um whatever we were cthulhu stage me and matt were we you know we, we paid a little bit more than paul um but then uh, yeah, yeah i'm uh, right down the bottom next to fucking the, the soundtrack and the uh so we <laughs> likeness put, to uh, real people in life is just a coincidence so i don't paul know Stevens. I, saw, I didn't see your name because me and matt made sure that we see ours we put i put paul butcher in brackets draw and last breath um horror podcast which he, i can't believe he printed it all that was hilarious and so matt was like behind me didn't see your name i really apologize for that but we did you know when you get that end of the movie where all the sound's gone and the last little bit with special thanks and there's still a list there draw one last breath horror podcast was in that list on its own you know with a, with a, with a, a true honor oh fucking great thank you oh, very much they also, they also congratulations on the movie it's got into so many fucking festivals all i see at the moment social media is it's like i think the latest one is new york horror horror festival fucking hell come on it's going international man but like um they announced also i think it's called the dark rift productions is that right yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That? um which is funny because me and matt were talking about production companies on the way in and like the, the fact that there should be some kind of like uk um release and this is what they're doing dark rift are doing it 
they just released one of their first ones on it, um, which I purchased. Um, twenty, I got number twenty six out of five hundred. Zom Blogger Lips, which is also a period. Oh, sorry, what is it called? <laughs> Zom Blogger Lips. <laughs> no, that's not right, is it? That's not right. How do you say apocalypse? So Zom Blogger Lips. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. That's how you say it. Zom Blogger Lips. <laughs> That sounds like some crazy film. Let's uh, let's copyright that one. I am, I am Zom Blogolips. How else are you supposed to say it? I don't I don't know how to say it. Is it Zom Block Blog Blogolips? No, that's the same fucking thing, you twat. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. Zom blogger Go on. Zom oh, I can't do it. I what? can't do it either. It's really it, hard. Zom blog ellipse. I'm gonna stick with that. You can fuck right off. That sounds like a lot a zombie that's gonna go around giving blozzers or something. <laughs> uh, zom blozzer lips. Nice, amazing. But yeah, I'll be watching that in the next couple of weeks, and I'll let you know uh, what's that one about. I just looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> on flag of lips yeah it is i got i think i said it right you twice oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway like yeah, to apologize to Paul ah, right okay so it's zom blog ellipse so what I said. You're, you're right but you said it it's like yeah it's done like a blog so a video blog that's what yeah. it, it sounds like you said blog ellipse <laughs> it really did sound like you didn't. You didn't pause at the right time, but you just went on blog yeah. <laughs> Well, whatever. Isn't that's the movie? So go and watch it. Go buy it. It's on Blu-ray. It's coming in a lovely pack. Their dark roof packaging. Love to send that in their little black paper. It's lovely. Ah, twats. Um, <laughs> I think there's another couple of movies on the production as well. I think um, uh, one of Char- Charlie Steed's got a movie on there as I'm well. Really- I want to see that one. It looks really good. Frozen, was it called? Yeah. Yeah, that looks um, uh, pretty pretty damn good. We like Charlie Steeds. Okay. Let's, uh, let's think. thanks again, Stu. Um, we'll be talking to you soon, hopefully. Let's move on to our move from the vault. They watched. They waited. Now their time has come. Out of the depths of space, the ultimate terror. Moving, searching, destroying. From body to body, from life to life, from man to woman. Changing, growing, burning for our life force. of Poltergeist, from the special effects creator of Star Trek, the motion picture, Life Force. In the blink of an eye, the terror begins. This episode's movie from the vault 
is from 1985, Toby Hooper's Life Force. A race of space vampires arrive in London and infects the populace, beginning an oppo- <laughs> you got me saying that, beginning an apocalyptic descent into chaos. <laughs> Logalypse. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys. I obviously recommended this film. I've seen it before. Um, so this is your, you are life force virgins. Yes, yep. indeed. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Butcher, let's go to you first. Did I read Shit. it right? At the, did I read it right at the start that it was the London Philharmonic Orchestra that was like doing the sound? I mean, sa- the sound score was fucking awesome. I mean, Essex S special effects were great. Naked aliens, naked alien vampires, eighties soundtrack throughout. Great cast. I mean, it's fucking great. <laughs> Loved it. Jordy oh. Paul? Well. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, how I've never seen this before, I have no idea. Um, I've always sort of known about it, but I've just never, never seen it. And I don't know what I was expecting, but I definitely wasn't expecting what I fucking saw. It's a proper, and, movie. Um, it's a proper movie. Oh, my God. I mean, I started watching it, guys, and I thought I was watching, like, some fucking terrible TV show from the 80s. I, I just thought it was, like, an episode of Battlestar Galactica gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and But the more I watched it, and as much as my brain was saying, you really need to hate this film, right? <laughs> I don't know why. I just fucking was lapping it up. I think you started doing something to me. Got it, like, Because, <laughs> guys, I got to the end of it, and I went, at the start, I was going to fucking destroy this film. And at the end, I was like, oh, more, please. I really want to see it again. <laughs> I, I genuinely, genuinely really, really enjoyed it. But the start was so shonky. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be fucking shit. And um, yeah, by the end, bravo. Great. Oh, wicked. I'm I did. But it, the more it went on, mate, the more I was like, ah, oh, actually, this is brilliant. It was mental. It's a very hot mess of a film. Oh yeah, I don't don't know if it if he even knew what he was trying to make by the end of it because it just goes everywhere. Um, but yeah, brilliant. it's it's fucking British. That's why <laughs> British British horror movie. Let's have a cup of tea. Let's get the fucking SAS out. And British, we never we've never sent anyone to space. What are they? What who the fuck are they fooling? I mean, well, we have it, Tim Peake, might uh, you know, we have yeah. on the podcast, they might, uh, it's, it's a it's like a wet dream you know, it's a boy's fantasy movie isn't it it's like naked alien vampires you know in space so, you know we're seducing and all this weird shit it's, and then, um, it's actually based on a book called something like space vampires or killer vampires i can't remember that um, <clears throat> but i think what toby hooper was doing because um at the time, he was um, filming Return of the Living Dead. So he was on board to direct that, but he left that to go and film this. Um, and I think that in his head, um, I think Dan O'Bannon um, came and did some stuff with him at the start, but they had a little bit of a falling out. Um, so at the start, I think he wanted it like it was going to be a mishmash of kind of like, if you look at the start, 
is very like aliens slash kind of Kubrickan kind of feel to it. Yeah. But not not quite um, you know, executed obviously as good. But some of the effects at the start, like some bits where it's shot, you're like, for the time it was done, I don't think it was that bad. And then as the film rolls on, I think the special effects are absolutely fucking out of this world. I mean, this was a massive flop, a huge flop. But then it gained, it's one of those films that just gained traction through, you know, word of mouth. And then it just got this massive cult following, like huge. Um, But yeah, so, so in a nutshell, there's a guys in space some of them American, some of them British, and they find this kind of, um, what is it they find? It's kind it's of a 150 mile long phallic um, spaceship. It <laughs> was designed by one of the guys who did some of the stuff on Star Wars. Wow. I cannot remember his name. I was going to kick myself about that. So they find free, they find loads of weird bats and then there's yeah. uh, free. They're quite cool. Yeah. There's free frozen naked people. One of them being Mathilda May, who is I mean, a beauty. How, how they got away with not getting a fucking uh, cease and desist notice from fucking Ridley Scott or H.R. Geiger <laughs> about the inside of that fucking ship. Because I'm telling you now, I was it was like, did you just lift this directly from Alien? <laughs> it was very alien inside, like mm. all of the sort of piping and all the way it was done. Yeah. But yeah. You, see, you can see, can't you, where, where it was trying to go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they find these three human being type people in, like, glass coffins, and they decide to uh, take them back. I quite like that, the way, though, it just fades to black, and then all of a sudden you're back on Earth, and these things are there, and, oh, shit, everybody on board died, and it's sort of, I I quite like that, where you're like, well, shit, what happened? (laughs) You're sort of trying to trying to sort of piece it together because it is quite sudden it's like right we'll take them back and then it's boom um and they're sort of trying to piece together because everyone on board was horribly burnt alive yeah and the life um, sucked out of them except for carlson who sort of arrives as on a on a in the pod that's in the escape pod and they've got to question him tiniest little escape pod you've ever seen yes indeed. he literally just fits in it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it I mean, not before the uh, the lovely um, voluptuous space vampire has escaped her coffin and started sucked this everything out of that bloke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what does that remind me of? I've seen that sort of like special effects before and something else where they're sort of like Cocoon. alive. Cocoon. Well, yeah, not bad actually. <laughs> yeah. Sort of yeah. shriveled, sexiest film ever made. Shriveled prune, uh, sort of like weird hair. I mean, you know, Return of the Living Dead to some degree. Um, and then dust. <laughs> but it's quite, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite a cool concept when you think about it. So they're, they're like vampire type things. So these aliens are vampire type things. But what they do is they literally suck all the blood. Not just a little bit, like we've seen the classic vampires do, you know, little bite on the neck, a little suck, and then they, they literally like suck everything into them, like all their yeah. essence, all their soul. But their, for some and... reason, whenever the the corpses die, they have the best hairdos ever. 
still. <laughs> so it's like they, they're instantly killed, but they still have a, a lovely lock of hair, which would probably be true, really, because your hair wouldn't just disappear. But it's, it's you know, your whole, they just suck everything out of your body. Yeah, we also sort of learn a bit more about the this this there's sort of vampire law amongst it as well, which is quite interesting. Um, the whole hive mentality was quite interesting. Sort of they're chasing leads, chasing um, where she where the original is around the country, but they're you know, but they're just finding sort of almost offcuts of her um, everywhere. They've, you got, know. they've only got a certain amount of time till they have to feed again is that right it's like yeah. 24 hours or something if they don't feed sort of instantly they sort of shrivel, shrivel so it it spreads cool. doesn't it mm. poor carlson is in love with you know in love with her he's he the one that... a, he has a bit of a wet dream <laughs> a nightmare it's supposed I, to be a nightmare i thought it's funny at the start when like she's woken up and taken the first guy um and for him to get in the room to sort of help it he goes through about a million doors There's a, there couldn't be enough doors to go through <laughs> and that's a constant thing and let's go for all these fucking doors they got to film that bit <laughs> there's something very british in that there's a um, plethora of british actors in this though in there yeah so patrick many. stewart amongst amongst them the acting is very good and how old did patrick stewart look how yeah. old even then he looked older <laughs> than he does now <laughs> I was a bit like literally, and then Patrick Stewart turned up. <laughs> <laughs> but for may I add, apparently that was his first on-screen kiss with a man. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, allegedly, sport my Max Fax there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's some other really gory bits in it as well. It was a proper horror movie, you know, in that sense, in terms of watching them, you know shrivel up and die and dust and but there, there's that bit in the helicopter with all the blood just being absolutely drained. i love that scene it's yeah, absolutely incredible brilliant. that's where it started to really change for me and uh what what am i watching now like even the patrick stewart bit was so we're, hang on we're chasing a space vampire but now we are looking at possession yeah or uh, like and, body snatcher type thing yeah and then now we're looking at sort of dysmorphia and like <laughs> And then it turned into a bit of a zombie film. <laughs> yeah. It goes a bit warlocky. Yeah. Like, Riots in the like, street and all that sort of stuff. Very sort of like Dawn of the Dead and all that sort of stuff. Like, lots of lightning. Lots of lightning and weird. And then, but then the whole, I don't know, what do you call it? The golden child of it all. Like the souls going up to the, um, up to, up into space and stuff. Um, but most importantly, yeah, that, that we have a weapon. We have an eye, a way of killing them. Bunch Straight of cunts. from Terrifier 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's where you're going from. Maybe, because it was nearly the same thing. I was like, wow. Yeah, maybe. I, don't know, I can't remember how they fucking found you that. You know, I'd seen it before. <laughs> that's where he comes from. Maybe he's the one up in the ship. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's always left behind. It's <laughs> Art the Clown. <laughs> is a space vampire that's what we're saying um yeah man this is great like just followed it it's a fucking good movie from front to back just like um i'd say it's an absolute fucking classic it really is good fun it's batshit fucking crazy and i think that's why i like it because it's just it's just what you think is one thing 
and then it, it almost starts out like hammer horrorish because like she as a, an alien you know perfect goddess she she's you know like it's just like and then it, it's like it's almost because all the hammer horror girls look like that didn't they with the hair and looking so great and then it just goes into kind of a yeah a weird kind of vampire film and then it goes into something else and then something else uh, I think I like the fact that it's shot mostly in in uh, Britain as well, which was really cool. You know, um, yeah, I just I think it's a great film. It's just batshit. Just you, you know, even on re- rewatch, it's so so much good fun. I forgot how many cool effects were in it. I don't know. I, I sort of got like obviously because of the Britishness of it all. Like I got American Wealth and in London vibes and stuff like that. And some of the way that it was the ways that it was shot. And the sort of switchbacks and stuff like that. So, and it, it felt like crazy and riotous, you know, almost that like crazy bit in uh, Piccadilly Circus with the fucking bus and all that sort of stuff. It goes mental, yeah. yeah. It even goes like, it's almost like apocalyptic at the end where it's like all these fucking, you know, it's almost like a zombie outbreak at the end. It's just manic pandemonium. But, you know, like an idiot, he stabs them fucking both, kills himself, kills her just to save the world or very, did he very phallic <laughs> but i think he had to to break the sort of he didn't want to live without her at the same time but he knew Connection. he had to kill her to there's very some romeo and juliet about it at the end um <laughs> but yeah no I, it's one of them films isn't it that that's you know uh, that's what makes you love the era of the 80s because like matt says if it flopped but it's one of them that just sort of sat on a video shelf and it went Oh, man, can I rent this one? This one looks quite cool. I've just been passed around going, you need to see this film, which is why I'm amazed I've never seen it over the years. But I, I did, when I was watching it, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, this is from the same guy who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I know. And it just, they couldn't be two worlds apart. I know I don't mean that as like a sci-fi reference, but it's just literally like I was going, my God, one's like quite like tense and structured and really sort of tight. And the other one is just fucking mental. It's just absolute. It's almost like Life Force should have been before Texas Chainsaw because that was how he was learning how to make films. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, it was. I like I said though, I, I thought it was a hot mess, but it was one I definitely got on board with. <laughs> I mean, I've just picked up the VHS. It's not very good for the podcast listeners. I'm really, really sorry. But if I was a kid, and this, I'd love to get a better copy of it. But if that was the cover <laughs> I would have picked that up for sure yeah, a naked blonde I, woman strapped I'm... to a spaceship two two naked blonde women strapped to a spaceship and that's nothing to do with the film and yeah and lots of pictures on the back of nakedness well uh, I've only ever seen the the just the, the the standard sort of life force red font with the the, the earth and with a little sort of aura on it yeah, I've never seen that. So, yowza, lovely. Not one, really? can, not one that I can recall that was on the shelf. So, shame. And you would have definitely remembered that. Sure, I, shall I give you some Matt's facts on this? Yes, please. please. So, uh, Matilda May uh, had to learn her lines phonetically for her audition as Space Girl. Because she didn't know any English at the time. Also, May learned how to speak English 
during the six months she spent in England on this movie. And I think she's only actually in it for about 20 minutes in the whole film. But hmm. every, pretty much every scene, she is absolutely naked. <laughs> uh, Toby Hooper came up with the idea of using Haley's Comet in the screenplay rather than the asteroid belt as originally used in the novel as the comet was going to pass by Earth one year following this movie release. I think that's why Dan O'Bannon left, because he didn't want to have that to do with something with the storyline. Um, this is quite interesting, actually. So the Canon Group, uh, including and Golan Globus Productions, were renowned for making low-budget movies. This production, along with Superman V, The Quest for Peace in 1987, and Masters of the Universe in 1987, were three of the most expensive movies. Um, Colin Wilson, the author of the original book, The Space Vampires, very much disliked this film, with his verdict being, wow, at least there's a lot of full frontal nudity. Um, (laughs) Cast members playing the astronauts exploring the alien spacecraft were suspended on wires 40 foot in the air. Also, some days, Toby Hooper only got a few seconds worth of footage during shooting of these scenes. And apparently they're all really sick, like throwing up and stuff. Um, this is funny as fuck. So the model, uh, the model, sorry, the model of London destroyed in the movie was actually the remains of um, Tuctonia, a model village near Christchurch in England that had closed not long before shooting this movie. So they <laughs> literally just went to this model village and just set it afire. Just blew it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the film was shot over the course of 120 days, and it had a kill count of what I could figure out about was 23. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe hundreds. <laughs> mm. That's cool, man. No, mate, this was a great pick. Uh, honestly, like, it's one of those ones where we've watched over the last couple of years and I'm just like, fuck. I just, wanted you, I just yeah. wanted you guys to see it just to see how crazy it was because I knew that you would start watching it and think, all oh, right, it's one of those. And then you'd be like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> What's going on now? Because it's just crazy. When I watched it, I was like, what am I watching? I to be honest, no you thought I was going to fucking hate it, didn't you? <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> How would you hate it? No, I, I couldn't. It's got such a charm to it. It's, yeah. yeah. How could Very I hate good. women? How could I hate women? My mum's one. <laughs> oh, Does she look like that? <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, right in this bad boy. What what were you doing, Paul? Let's uh, give it to you. I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten, guys. I like. It's, I think it's a bit too schlocky to get a full ten or a nine, but I definitely really, really enjoyed it, and it's 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 up there. So yeah, eight out of ten. Fair. Well impressed. No. I love the schlockiness, and uh, so it's a nine for me. He loves a schlock. <laughs> he loves a schlock. <laughs> it's fucking great. It'll be a rewatch for me in the in the very near future. Sorry, what did you give it? Nine. Nine. I, I think I'm with you. I've got to go nine on this. Yeah, it's fucking good. Like, it's one, yeah, better, better one. It's way <laughs> up there. It's, it's a rewatchable movie. Um, I'd love to get it on a um, like a, a lovely special edition. I've got it on the the 4K kind of resolution from Arrow. They've done a really nice cover of it. I think it's still available out there. In Do they do any figures stores? or? Um, any posters, screenshots, or anything like that? That'd be that'd be good for the wall. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, man. Tom Foolery. Um, it's Mr. Paul Stevens, uh, a.k.a. Geordie Paul's pick for next episode. What have you brought to the table? Well, I'm a bit torn, guys. So I'm a bit torn between... Always a I've bit got Natalie a... and Bruglia. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's right, I'm torn. Um, right, so we can either go for... I'm going to let you guys pick which one you want. So I'm just in that generous mood. So one from oh, 2005. Yeah, before you go on, why don't you say, don't say what they are. I'm not going to. I'm going to give you okay. the years that were out. Okay. Okay. They're both, so, they're both like slasher films. One from 2005, and then there's one from 1989. Which is one? 89. 89. Right, we'll go 89. <laughs> cool. So what we're going to watch for the next one, I don't think you've seen it. I haven't seen it. It looks fucking mental. And it's from 1989, and it is called Hell High. Oh, I know that one. Which you've never heard of. <laughs> no, I do. it was on fucking... I think I've got that on... Uh, I think that's one of the bundle that Matt might have bought me recently, Hell High. It's... Um, well, it's, look, I'll give you a Matt. quick sort of little teaser. So It's 1987. Teenage... Is it? It says 1989 on the Arrow app, so... Oh, it says 1987 on the IMDb. Wow. Someone's lying. Yeah, I'll give you a little teaser, Paul. So, Teenage Kicks take a decidedly dark turn in director Douglas Grossman's Hell High, a twisted tale of delinquency pushed to its horrifying extreme, where class of 1984 meets I spit on your grave. So, there you go. It, It better be fucking... Yeah, it better be along those lines. I'm looking forward to this one. A fucking teenage slasher movie. Looking forward. To That's cool, man. Good pick. So yeah, cool. we'll see what we, we, look, we think about Hell that. High. And I'll leave the 2005 one for next pick. The, the teachers are tough, but their exams are murder. Where <laughs> the students are dying to graduate. Very cool. Very I'm cool. All, I'm all over that. Universe, oh, sorry, university school murder, murder. Cool, <laughs> another episode 138 done. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. Um, get in touch, let us know what you want us to watch. Um, come on, get you know, we'll get you on the pod. You're all good, get the get get the get you breathers on. Um, moving on to the next episode, 139. We have got an absolute treat, I think. Merchant of uh, no, not Merchant of Venice. Uh, the murder of Ve- what was it called? Haunting of Venice. Yeah, there we go. Haunting of Venice. That's what we're we'll watching. <laughs> yeah, it stars Zomblogalypse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have something for someone to scream about. And <laughs> Paul Stevens has pulled from the vault. Hell high. Cannot bloody wait. And with that, there's only one more thing to say. (laughs) When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com.